Welcome to Despirituality. My name is Russ Yule. I'm here today with Ray Kim, Brian Nita, and Nick Straw. We're going to have a special um, Despirituality today that we hope to be able to send to you in two or three parts, uh, depending upon uh, how much we can cover today. We'll have more episodes coming up because what we're about to do is launch a series uh, called Why Emotions Matter. In my own personal experience of Christianity, uh, it became obvious to me that I understood Christianity from a behavioral point of view long before I understood it from a relational point of view. And as I've talked with and worked with a lot of people over almost three decades of being in the ministry, one thing has been obvious to me, and that is that most of us don't have an opportunity to be able to take a look and see what does it mean to combine both our spiritual life and our emotional life. In fact, one could argue that our capacity for emotional awareness and strength is completely dependent on the depth of our spirituality. And one of the key components of moving from shallow superficiality to deep spirituality, moving from shallow emotion to deep emotion, moving from behavior to relationship, all begins with dealing with our insecurity. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to tell you a story before we get into it. Uh, I was working with a young man not too long ago and actually prepared a study for him called Rise from the Ashes. And uh, it's someone who'd grown up uh, in and around churches for a long time and had hit the wall, as a lot of us do and as I had spiritually. A quote I read to him was from a book by Elizabeth Lesser, Broken Open, How Difficult Times Can Help Us Grow. The quote reads, But I have also seen another way to deal with a fearful change or a painful loss. I call this other way the phoenix process, named for the mythical phoenix bird who remains awake through the fires of change, rises from the ashes of death, and is reborn into his most vibrant and enlightened self. For someone who's been focused on behavior and those around them, Deep change is needed. And for a lot of us, the deepest part of our change begins by recognizing and overcoming our insecurities. And so today you could you could sub theme or even primarily theme our discussion today about why insecurity matters rising from the ashes, because for a lot of us, the damage and dysfunction, the damage of disturbances, the damage of disillusionment has been a direct result of the insecurity we carry. And so that's what we're going to try to deal with today and to focus on today. And the article that a lot of the guys read begins this way, and I'll ask them to weigh in now and we'll get our discussion going by starting off with just what does insecurity mean to them? And the scripture, 1 Samuel nine nineteen says, And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your whole family line, Saul answered. His answer to Samuel was, but I'm not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel and is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. Why do you say such things to me? The amazing part about this is that Saul, though he was extraordinarily talented based on the scriptural descriptions, that was on the outside. On the inside, he was incredibly insecure. And that's going to be our discussion today. So we're going to bring in our guest and let the discussion begin. My name's Nick, and uh, the insecurity, why insecurity matters to me, or, or, or I think it, I, as long as I can remember, I've been insecure, I've been, I've been afraid of what people think. What does think. insecurity mean to you? 
Hmm. Yeah, that's where you want to start. We want to start with first, because a lot of people hear the word insecurity and they're like, oh, uh, do I even know what that is? Well, it means it's what I see in myself or more importantly, probably what I believe about myself. Just like the scripture saw, like Saul thought he was less. So when I look at myself and I'm insecure, I think I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I don't have what it takes. So, um, it's, so, so, so the question would be this. Did Saul actually lack talent or did he think he lacked talent? And where does insecurity come in? I think it's what he believed about himself. Like right. he didn't I don't think he lacked talent. I think it's what he saw and what he believed about himself. So his internal conversation. Yes, exactly. So you would say that insecurity is about a conflict between who you are on the outside and what you believe you are on the inside. And therefore, you become insecure because you think people are seeing what you feel inside on the outside, and that produces insecurity. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Well, I was—I I absolutely relate to Saul, and I think it is a conflict on the outside. The difference I think about in, in insecurity is on the outside, you might look a certain way, but on the inside, you feel differently. And so it's not that I perceive people to see me as lesser, it's... I feel lesser on the inside, even though I portray something differently, if that makes any sense to so you. So you would say that it's, this isn't even a question of talent. This is just this is just about how I feel on the inside about Absolutely, because I think Saul, I mean, by the size of who he was, yeah. what he had accomplished, he had all the gifts on the outside, but I think internally he felt something completely different, and that's what, what made him so insecure. So you would say yeah. that you, you would say that it, 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 it's not based on talent because— whether you have a little bit of talent or a lot of talent, there could be. In fact, you could have a little bit of talent, but feel real good on the inside, and therefore you're more confident than someone who has a lot yeah, of talent. Sure. So this insecurity <laughs> is about your internal conversation, Absolutely. your internal life, your internal relationship with God. Absolutely. You guys got any examples of that? Can yeah. you think of anything in your I, life? I think for me, in high school, right? Yeah. Um, did well in school, achieved athletically, um, had a lot of friends, popular, mm -hmm. uh, was rarely ever alone. But I remember this one moment when we had our senior graduation, senior all-night party. Everyone was having a good time. Everyone's hugging each other, time of our lives. And I sat there for a moment thinking, I'm around all these people. I've always been around people, but I feel so lonely because no one really knows who I am on the inside. Mm -hmm. I think externally, you ask anyone at that time, and they would not think I was an insecure person, but I absolutely was an insecure person because... No one knew certain things about me that I felt on the inside that I never expressed or let people know. Yeah. Um, and so th in that regard, I really relate to Saul. Well, so why do you think we don't share with people what's going on on the inside? I, you know, personally, I think for me, it was a fear of rejection, a fear of failure, a fear of measuring, not measuring up to people's expectations, um, and probably also a fear of being hurt. You know, because I think insecurity, not only do you hide the, the uh, um, things that you're ashamed of, yeah. but also you hide the good things about you. So you were like at this party, right? Yeah. And, 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 and you described it, but like if you have all those things you were doing, you know, the grades, the sports and all that, why, why wouldn't you talk about what was going on, on the inside? I mean, you had it going on. You know, um, well, yeah, but I didn't talk about home. I didn't talk about family. You know, I mean, I, externally I had those things, but I had uh, things going on in the home that created instability. Um, what kind of things do you think happen in our homes or your home or whatever you want to talk about 
what 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 are you describing? Because some people would, out there will be like, "Hey, I can really relate to Brian, but I I can't connect yet because I haven't heard that 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 compelling story that makes me go, oh yeah, that's exactly what I felt." I would say, you know, relationships. That was probably the big thing. Um, there was conflict in my parents' marriage um, where there wasn't closeness, where they separated from a time. I hid that. I didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, having, how does that create insecurity? Um. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think I, I've I've keep thought thinking, about keep that. Keep thinking, enough. Ray, and you can get on in on this. Yeah, well, this I'm, is a good feast, man. <laughs> I'm still yeah. stuck on the first question about what is insecurity. Me, I mean, I kept thinking, uh, I when I lack confidence, any moment, any relationship, any place I'm in, and I have no confidence, I I equated that as that's what insecurity meant to me in my life, and uh-huh. it's the confidence of knowing, similar to what Ron was saying, am I accepted? Am I doing well enough? Um, yeah. And growing up, everything that I thought was supposed to make me secure had to do with everything on the on my status. I think status was a big thing for me. Uh, status in school, uh-huh. st- status around my peers. But most importantly, I think, especially younger, um, it was a status that was, dri- that was rooted in being really competitive. Uh, now, 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 you're saying that you think insecurity – I'm sorry. You're saying that insecurity has to do with confidence. Yeah. Am I hearing you right? Yes. And then you're talking about status. Help us understand better. Like, uh, do, you, do you pursue status for confidence? How does that? Because what, what Brian and Nick are saying, and I guess it's an interesting conversation, and I'm trying to learn listening to all three of you. What Brian and Nick are saying is it's an internal thing. And then you mentioned confidence, which in a sense is not an internal thing per se. Because, for instance, Muhammad Ali, right? He, he, the 60s, the 70s, he float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, right? Mm-hmm. Heard that Sonny Liston wanted to go to heaven, so I took him in seven, <laughs> you know, uh, things like that. But 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 that's an out, that boasting, boasting yeah. is a form of confidence, yeah. but it's not internal. Would I be right on that? Yes. So and help us under, help us tease out what you're talking about there. And, and it, it, feel free, any of you, to use the Bible and get scriptures out there that you've been thinking about, because I think people would love to have some biblical application toward what you're what you're saying yeah i think for me it was i ignored the inside like in fact i i had no idea i had um earlier we were talking about emotions yeah the only emotions i knew was i was either really angry or i was really happy (laughs) that was that was as deep as my emotional awareness was right and so i completely ignored what was going on the inside right everything was about okay um did i get into berkeley uh, did I? Did you? Uh, yeah, I got into Berkeley, okay. and that was a big, quote unquote, you confidence. Wanted to, you wanted to get that in there because <laughs> you wanted to get that in there. Michigan's Michigan's the only school that can wear, can wear those colors. But anyway, go on. And so um, I remember this. What I thought was security was confidence. I thought, okay, I'm now confident because this school now defines I must have done a certain amount of effort or achievement, and so it should garner more respect. And so that's how it worked in my mind when I was 17. Okay, so I, I have a up. question for you, okay? It's a biblical question, sort of. And I, I'm just going to p- push back a little bit biblically to get you to think, thinking about a couple of things. So in 1 Samuel 10, in verse 20, it says, so Samuel, and this is an awesome passage of scripture. I love it because it helps me a lot and I hope it helps those out there listening. So Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel before the Lord. So everybody in Israel comes before God. And the tribe of Benjamin was chosen by Lot. So they're trying to figure out who's, you know, they're going to appoint the king and the king, the whole 
revealing moment comes. Like nobody really knows who's been chosen except I think a smaller subset of people. And, and so now you're going to find out. So Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel before the Lord. So all these people are coming in. It's like University of Michigan, 102,000 people stadium, you know, all these people are in and the tribe of Benjamin was chosen by a lot. Then he brought each family of the tribe of Benjamin before the Lord. So once they got the tribe, they started picking out the families, you know, uh, then he brought each family of the tribe of Benjamin before the Lord and the family of Matrites was chosen. So they get one particular family. And finally, the great unveiling, right? It's like the 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 playoffs are coming up, you know, with the college football, the great unveiling mm-hmm. of who it's right. going to yeah. be, right? right. Uh-huh. And finally, Saul, son of Kish, was chosen from among them. Now, let me ask this question before we read on. Were any of you guys, I wasn't, were any of you guys valedictorian of your class? Nope. No. Okay. So imagine you're chosen valedictorian of your class, right? We'll take you back to high school down there in Southern California. Yeah. Are you feeling confident about yourself or not confident? At that moment, yeah. Okay. I am. So watch this. But finally, Saul, son of Kish, was chosen from among them. But when they looked for him, he had disappeared. Uh-huh. So they asked the Lord, where is he? And the Lord replied, he's hiding among the baggage. So they found him and brought him out, and he stood head and shoulders above anyone else. When you're confident, you don't hide. Right. Right. So he had right. a reason to be confident. Right. He had validation right. that he was the man. But he still, in my view, wasn't secure. Right. So you can be confident without being secure. Yes. And people who, in my opinion, are confident without security tend to abuse power. Mm. They tend to. Because I, I I live this way as a, especially a young spiritual leader, I had an outward confidence, but an internal insecurity, and so it was much easier for me to be harsh, uh, insensitive, thoughtless, careless, entitled, all these things. And I the reason I think it's such a great discussion is on two levels, right? I think a lot of us as Christians we don't dig into this ground and ask right. ourselves what are the dysfunctions, what are the wrong definitions. What are the disillusionments? What are the Mm. hurts that have created some of the behaviors that we used to hide or not acknowledge our insecurity? So my my sort of hopefully gentle pushback is I just think there's a difference between being confident and being secure. Right. Someone who's secure doesn't care if they have status because their confidence that you're talking about yep. comes from inside, which is really about I'm totally secure. Right. Now, I know I'm doing some semantic nuances here, but I think they're important because a lot of people out there will think, yeah, man, I just got to be more secure. You know what? Security is an elusive thing. You can be secure the day you're the valedictorian and then you're insecure the day you get rejected from the University of Michigan. Right. 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 right? Yeah. But if, if, if you're if you're if you're secure inside whether Berkeley accepts you or doesn't accept you, you feel pretty much the same. Isn't that so? So I know you're thinking about that. I see your 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 wheels turning. So fix that up for me, and and because I know you're headed in that direction. I just wanted to, and I could be wrong. So you can feel free to no, destroy I, that point. I think of, that's know. the that's the thing that um, that's the thing that caught me off guard later on. Is so once I thought my confidence was on the outside, I thought, oh, I should be secure. Then I realized there was a lot of these other emotions, the fear of rejection, as Brian talked about, but also um, that sense of I don't know who I am. 
okay, I, I've accomplished all these things, but once I got there, and even mm. now I feel this, whether it's being a, a dad of two kids now, of am I the dad I'm supposed to be or not? I'm confident, oh, I've, I have a great family. Yeah. But now it's more of, was I a good parent here when I got upset or when I, or when I overreacted to my daughter? Or, and that's where the, it's, you know, being a parent has less to do for me now of how does it look on the outside, but now of, am, am I being the kind of father that my kids need me to be? Right. And that question mark brings up just the, on an internal of the insecurity that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, you, what, what kind of, what kind of uh, emotional impact do you think insecurity has on us? What kind of, what kind of maybe negative emotions? Because if someone's out there go, how do I know if I'm insecure? Do you guys have any ideas? I would say anxiety and Anx- stress. Anxiety are and stress. Anxiety for sure. I mean, those are huge things that have been in my you have life. A big smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I. I to me, the initial question you asked was, what's the impact of loneliness or, or why does loneliness matter? Or sorry, why does insecurity matter? Yeah. And to me, the biggest thing is is loneliness, that that it creates us to be lonely. And you could be in a church of hundreds of people, a family, a big family, but still be completely lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you were lo- in a big high school, right? You were talking about yeah, being a, yeah, being and, a big high school. Fairly popular. And right. yet you fell alone. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, I recently read an article in the Washington Post called We Have an Epidemic of Loneliness. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because, you know, it, it, there's a consensus that it's not obesity, it's not cancer or heart disease as our nation's number one crisis, but it's actually this persistent loneliness. Wow. And it uh, quotes uh, the Senator Ben Sass, who just came out with a book called Them why we hate each other and how we heal. And his whole premise is, as he looks at uh, statistics, and one of the things that was shocking to me was that in the last quarter of the 20th century, the average number of Americans entertaining in their homes have declined by 50%. And he's talking about that there's erosion of the, the, the family closest that you're supposed to have. Little leagues are disappearing. Rotary clubs are disappearing. Uh, where you have job stability and you have lifelong coworkers, you no longer have that. And so even though we're way more hyper-connected, everybody's lonely. And that's the biggest issue that we're facing in America. And, um, and, and he goes on, he gets into political realms. He says, because, uh, people don't feel that sense of closeness, now people are uniting over a common enemy to feel a part of a team, which, which now polarizes political tribalism and different things like that. And so I, I feel like the biggest thing that had been in my life that insecurity caused was loneliness. And it wasn't a matter of how many friends I had, how much my parents loved me, uh, how much I achieved. That loneliness was an internal thing, and I can only get that from God. And um, that's where I think studying the Bible, um, learning how to develop a relationship with God has helped me and continues to help me, and I need more help. Uh, with that. So I love what you're saying. I'd love to hear a story or two. Because, you know, one of the things that I've gotten a lot of feedback on the podcast is people love it when we tell a story because they like the, you know, they like, they like to know that the, 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 that article is fantastic. That's in the New York Times? Yeah. Oh, no, Washington Post. Washington Post. Do you remember the, the title of that? Yeah. That title is, is We Have an Epidemic of Loneliness and How Do We Fix It? That's great. So you can look that up and we'll try to include that on the uh, description of the of the podcast when we're done. So little things that really help, like when I, one of the things I think for teenagers, uh, when I was a teenager in high school, 
I was constantly. Oh, you got a story over there, right? Ray, 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 Ray <laughs> wants to get a story in, so I, I, I'm going to just be quiet. Well, Halloween's around the corner, right? It and, is. And um, senior year in high school is me and my friends. Uh, we had a cool. We were the cool group. We had the basketball players, the cheerleaders, the soccer players, and and we thought, hey, wouldn't it be fun to for this is the last hurrah as seniors? Let's all go trick or treating in in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in in the area. Mm-hmm. So all my friends got together and they said, you know what? Let's do a, um, a, a, a science fiction theme. Everybody's a sci-fi character, right? Right. So they, you know, so they said, Ray, you should do Star Trek. You know, you like Star Trek. So <laughs> we're going to take you to Universal Studios, get you a, a wow. Star Trek uniform. Every, all of my friends were like, you know, they had Luke, Han, the whole ensemble. Yoda. Wow. And they said, wouldn't it like be Yoda. so cool? <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> we had a little Yoda there. Okay, gotcha. They said, wouldn't it be so cool if we showed up to school already in costume like we would be the coolest crew <laughs> you know the coolest athletes this would be great i'm like you guys serious and they're like yeah i'm like okay so i so i got the little uniform thing on i'm going in there thinking man I, i'm feeling quote-unquote confident because <laughs> i got my friends my right, crew right i show up to first period and i see my friends i see the, the girls and the guys and we're all together planning this out they're all in their normal clothes. And I'm the only one in a <laughs> first period they in, got uh, you. in government class. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. So, so the emotions we're talking about, insecurity, angry. <laughs> I felt angry because you made me feel this way. Um, uh, completely uh, petrified of going to my second and third period class because yeah. I'm thinking all the glares. And um, these were your friends. These were my friends. Okay. You know? <laughs> okay. Sounds like some friends I had in high school. You were friends, and these were the in crowd. <laughs> these were the. Yeah. Okay. I, remind me not to send my children to your school. Yes. So you remind me. So long story short, I got the whole day. So, but but then by the time that I got to, um, you know, what was it, sixth or seventh period after lunch, right. then all my friends were like, a change of emotions happened. We're like, man, we should have followed Ray because now people were complimenting me. They're like. Man, that is so cool, man. You're bold and all that stuff. And so <laughs> so a whole, you know, uh, plethora of emotions goes on and I again, I was bitter, I was angry, jealous cuz I'm thinking, "Oh man, like Now we're, now you said you're bitter, angry, jealous, were you insecure? 100%. I don't understand that. Tell me how cuz I don't, I didn't hear that. I was super insecure. I know that was in there somewhere. I'm a oh, little slow. The- <laughs> I'm a little slow, so <laughs> I was insecure because even though everybody knew me, I mean, I'd been in the school for over a decade. It was, yeah. one of those, everyone knew me. Everyone knew my issues, my yeah. family. I couldn't just be myself. I was, I couldn't relax. I couldn't, every period was like a traumatic moment of, do I want to walk into my class and, and what's the reaction? Yeah, I can be? see, I can see the anxiety. It's yeah. like you're reliving it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. experience. Those I'm, listening can't see it. I'm trying to figure out who were you? What were you, what was your character? Yeah, what character were you? Oh, I was, uh, they, they put me as a science officer. Oh, well, oh. So they you should have seen uh, it coming. Then, yes. right? Oh, man. If they didn't, if they didn't let, what, what, first of all, what was it? Landau Calrissian? Yeah. Where was he? Lando was, <laughs> Lando was chilling at lunch. <laughs> Hanging out. No, was, who was he? Who, who played him? Oh, um, uh, who's supposed to be him? Um, no, actually, my friend Miles was going to be him, but then he just dropped out. Miles, that's a total Landau move. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, total. He dropped you, out. You should have seen it coming. So, so the thing I'm I'm sort of wrestling with as I'm sitting here is is one I've got sort of two things, and I'm probably going to forget them. Um, 
Brian sort of said God is, you know, the way he found his the, the answer to the, the insecurity. Me personally, it took me a lot longer than that. Like I, I think when I became a Christian, found, developed a relationship with God, I do not think it changed my level of insecurity at all because I was totally unaware of the fact that I was insecure. <laughs> like when I became a Christian, it was like, I was like, I did not, I, right. I knew well, I was sinful. So well, I, if anything, it made me feel more insecure. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. And, and I'm not trying to say that I'm insecurity has eradicated from me. Oh, I was, fact, that was my point. I was trying to share from my point of view. Got it. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. Well, I, I think awareness I is huge as well. Cause like you, when I think I first became a Christian, um, I remember feeling deeply insecure and I walked around and I thought, wow, I think Christianity messed me up. I was never this insecure before. Now I'm really insecure. <laughs> <laughs> and really what it was is I've been insecure my whole life. I just was never aware of it. Did you, did you, was there any scripture that helped you see that, what you were just saying? Uh, yes, there was. Not one top of my head. I'll have to uh, find it for you and I'll come back. That's cool. That's cool. So I, I have a question. Well, let's let Nick get in here. Nick, 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 Nick uh, Nick's, yeah, Nick's been, uh, he, he's the Star Wars friend who didn't dress up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's been pretty quiet. That's he's been pretty quiet. So I get to start, or he's for the people in the rich neighborhood. <laughs> the one you were going to do trick-or-treat did. Yeah. One of them. The ones that get full candy bars. The That's the spot full, to be. Yeah. They're the dream, a dream un, unrequited. I was trying to think of a specific story, but I think I got just a whole, a whole childhood of trying to find security in different places. Right. I think... Um, I grew up insecure. I was insecure about being chubby. I was insecure. Chubby. About, I was chubby back then. I, I put on a little bit now, but uh, in the prime time, <laughs> in, in, uh, in, in not, middle school, this is not diet confessions. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast on insecurity. Oh, oh, you're insecure about your weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, when I was when I was younger. Um, By the way, Nick looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember sprouting up in middle school, particularly. Uh-huh. I, I remember it seemed like I grew five inches in the summer. All of a sudden, I was like a star basketball player. I was getting straight A's. And I remember getting all this praise from friends, from family, yeah. grandparents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- I found security, yes. if only for an hour right. or 30 minutes yeah. or maybe a couple of days in That's that. That's right. And, uh, but what ended up happening, as I got older, I got uh, there were plenty of things I did that, and more and more as years went on, that weren't quote unquote good, right? They weren't, uh, uh, I would have a, even just basketball, I would have a great basketball game, I'd score 20 points, then the next game I'd score six, mm-hmm. right? And my security was dependent on my performance or what I could do or, or, or not do. Right. And that would go with selfishness, it would go with uh, uh, using people, it would go with uh, uh, going to women. So I would hide all the bad stuff I would did, yeah. I did. Uh, my parents wouldn't less, let me listen to explicit lyrics. I would go by the... So the, you grew the, up religious. Uh, yes. And I would, but I would go... To, my parents never stopped me from listening <laughs> explicitly. But I would go to get the latest Snoop Dogg album, which was very explicit. Snoop Dogg. Oh, wow. 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 But I would hide all that, right? So my security was dependent completely on actually what was on the outside. Yes. And what I could uh, do... Um, so the more I, the more my outside did not match up with what all the other stuff that was going on on the inside, um, the whether I got a bad grade and I tried to hide him from hiding it from my parents, just all these things. Um, the more I hid, the more insecure I got. You know what I like about your story is because I really think I want to keep this thing biblically rooted because I don't think it's very helpful for people if we're just telling stories and talking and, and they don't have Bible. But the thing that comes to my mind is first Samuel. And when you were talking about sprouting up, 
it made me think about something. Remember how Samuel, and I know some of you out there may not be major Bible readers. That's totally fine. You can go back and read first Samuel if you want. And, um, probably if you just don't want to read the whole book, pick up in chapter three, uh, cause that's when Samuel comes on the scene and not long after that you'll see Saul. But when we first see Saul, who's the subject of our discussion in a lot of ways about insecurity, he's looking for, I think a lost donkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. So he's just this guy. He's a, he, and he's with a servant and he's basically a farmer's kid whose big job of the day is going out and finding a lost donkey. That was his big job. Not king, not warrior, wasn't killing people, wasn't winning battles. He was a donkey guy. Do you guys ever play? You're probably too young for this, but you ever play Donkey Kong? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong. So he was looking for a donkey. Think about that for a minute. That's his job. And then he goes from being a donkey seeker (laughs) to being king. Right. Right. What can we probably guess? I'm just guessing when he was younger and doing donkey searches. He was a smaller guy, not mm-hmm. as not as buff, not a not a not a javelin welding, shield holding, helmet wearing dude. He was a guy because you don't need a javelin and you don't need a, 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 a shield and you don't need a sword to find a donkey. In fact, he's with the servant and the servant he's with knows way more about how to find the donkeys and how to find the prophets than he does. So he's like a kid when you look at him. Mm-hmm. He goes from being this kid. To all of a sudden, this king, hey, I like that phrase. He becomes kid to king. Uh-huh. And then what happens is, and I'm listening to your story, Nick, and yeah. it's just perfect, right? What happens is, all of a sudden, this kid, who's still probably a kid on the inside, is taller than anybody else, bigger than anybody else, but inside, he's still a kid. Right, right. And so, what you're talking about is, even when the outside is, is set up perfectly. The inside requires a totally different set of things to be able to be secure. So you can be totally confident. You might be sitting out there going, I've got a 4.0 and, uh, right. and I, and I'm going to get into Harvard or, or, or Yale or Stanford or, or the university of Michigan or wherever it is you, you want to go. I got all that set. But as Ryan said, he said, lonely, I would go, I just don't feel satisfied. I don't mm. feel happy. I still feel like something's missing, like that Bono right. YouTube song. You know, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And if right. you're out there and you're younger, you got to go look up that song because that band Classic. is probably better than the band Classic. you're listening to. But then he's then he's he's, a, he's he's called out in the middle of the crowd. Come on out of here, man. You're the king. LeBron James, get out of here. And he runs and he hides. Because what's going on inside of him is way different than what's going on outside of him. Right. Definitely. Right. We hope to talk to you more about this subject of insecurity in part two. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for part two of this series. Be sure to check out our website at deepspirituality.net and our YouTube channel called Deep Spirituality. If you enjoyed these episodes, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And thanks for listening.